on today's episode of the Blue Bloods. Coach O did it. The Tigers did it. LSU beat Alabama after a long eight-game streak, and that is the reason that we're releasing this episode a day late. I spent just a little bit too much time in Louisiana, but we're back, and we're back to business. Uh, so for this episode, we have pick six recap, things we missed, playoff picture, dumpster fire, and we'll cap it all off with dead to me. The show is packed, uh, so let's go ahead and get it started. So to start out our pick six recap, we're going to do this a little bit differently. Uh, so typically what we do is we run through the games and we go in order that we did uh, with our preview episode. That way is kind of uh, dated. Uh, I think that we've moved forward as a podcast and we can start, we can start doing the, uh, the less interesting games first. So with our first game, we're going to cover Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was a two and a half point dog and oh my. Oh my, Virginia Tech, I called you frauds. What's going on? Do we, need, <laughs> do we need to talk? Oh man, dude, uh, this, this was terrible. It wasn't good football, I mean, first of all. Like, that's, let's get that out of the way. I mean, did, I don't think anyone could have saw this coming. I mean, unless you live in Blacksburg, Virginia. Which but, I, hope you or you're I really hope you don't. <laughs> or you're an ACC fan, which might be even worse than living in Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, it's it's so bad, man. I mean, Virginia Tech outscored Wake Forest thirty to seven in the second half. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, Wake Forest looked like they had a chance there. I mean, in the first in the first half, I don't want to say they dominated because they kind of came back toward the end there. Uh, you know, they were they were leading ten six at halftime, but. And then after halftime, they had a point where they're leading 17-13. But you'd think that – I don't know. I mean, they were ranked 19th. And, you know, this might be a curse from that senator who uh, went to Wake Forest who wants to tax all the all the college football players now. So, so that's what you get, Wait, we, man. Let's be honest. Wake Forest didn't deserve, you know, to be ranked anyway. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I mean, they, it's Wake Forest. I can't remember the last time they were good at a sport. I guess Chris Paul played for them, but – I mean, that's basketball. Uh, did, did, did they even get to the tournament? No, for sure not. Well, with Chris I Paul, mean, they may have. They may have. I, I, don't think they, I, don't, I don't think they're a regular, you know, attendee to the no. March Madness tournament. You're but I mean, the ACC and not be good at basketball. And what are you doing over here? You're, you're trying to show out in football, and you got, you got exposed for the fraud you are. I mean, I thought they were exposed, you know, when they allowed Louisville to score 62 points. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that – some people would argue that that was what exposed them. You know, you know what sucks, though? What's that? This was another big ACC upset. I guess big is relative. But now this just means that Clemson is going to smack Wake Forest next week and gets no credit for beating a team that was as high as 19 this year in the polls. Yeah, and with the way the playoff committee treated them last week, they're lucky that, that – two top four teams lost this weekend 
or else they might not have gotten into the playoff. They might not have gotten to the top four again this week because that playoff committee loves Alabama, and we'll talk about that later. But there, yeah, I have some thoughts about that. Oh, yeah, I got some thoughts about that. Yeah, I'm gonna get riled up. So <laughs> just wait for that, guys. Um, yeah, yeah. So Clemson's gonna walk to the playoff basically, but. I mean, who didn't have them in their playoff preseason, I guess? I don't know. I'd like to see them be tested. I just can't wait for them to get smacked in the in the semifinal. I mean, I'm, a, I'm telling you, I have a whole thing about Clemson later in the show that I cannot wait to express to you guys, but I'm just here to tell you guys, uh, you better watch out for Clemson and stop talking bad on their name. <laughs> I mean, they haven't been tested, but they're – listen, that, that defense is incredible. Travis Etienne is incredible. And Trevor Lawrence, if – I mean – when he's not throwing the ball to the other team is incredible. So uh, let's not, <laughs> let's not forget how, I mean, they went, what did they go? They went 15 and 0 last year. First team in, in yeah. history. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they, they, okay. We'll get to close later guys. Sorry. Virginia, <laughs> Wake Forest, terrible game. You know, I, I labeled Jamie Newman, the X factor. I believe we both did. Yeah. Um, and you know, he didn't have a terrible game, but he got no help from his team and only 63 yards rushing for Wake Forest. And Newman started forcing balls late in the game and had two costly interceptions. Uh, I really don't know what else to say. Virginia Tech played a heck of a game and I guess they get credit for beating number 19 Wake Forest. Right. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Listen, I don't have anything else to say about this game because this game was at 2.30. This game was at the same time as the LSU-Alabama game. Not only that, but it was on ACC Network, so I don't know that anyone watched this game because they just they have some kind of holdout. So, uh, I'll say this game, was all, this game was all the same time as three other pick six games that we're going to cover that were way better. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and move on before I put all of our listeners to sleep. So with our next matchup, we're going to move on to Appalachian State visiting South Carolina. The, the Fun Belt did it, guys. They uh, Appalachian State won 20 to 15 and I probably couldn't tell you, I probably couldn't tell you how. It doesn't make sense to me other than they're playing South hmm. Carolina, I guess. Bro, uh, Appalachian State completed the Carolina sweep, bro. <laughs> they did. They they beat North Carolina and South Carolina. That's that's amazing. But, you know, I'm going to throw out like, – I don't like to be – we try to make this podcast not too stats heavy. But I just want to read all some stats, and I'm, a, I'm not going to tell you which team had these stats, but one team had 11 first downs. That's it. Two for 13 on third down conversions and only 202 total yards of offense, 105 passing and 97 rushing. Yeah, that team won. That team, guys, was, uh, yeah, Appalachian State. That was the team that actually won this game on the road against an SEC team. That is – so, Appalachian State probably played their worst game of the year and beat an, an a mediocre, middle-of-the-road SEC team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. South Carolina needs to get something together. I thought – I don't know. I, I guess – they have me all over the place because they can never just be consistent. They just can't be bad and they're not allowed to also be good. So, you know, they go, they beat Georgia one week and then they play pretty, you know, neck to neck with Florida and then they lose to Appalachian state. So what should I think of this team? Someone tell me, I don't know what to think of them. It, It was a bad, bad week of pick six for both of us. Um, worse for you. And, yeah, uh, so we had our first, our second ever losing record in pick six. Brandon is no longer the only person on the Let's podcast to have a losing record. Give Zach a round of applause here. 
Yeah, and somehow this is the game. This is one of the games I won. It doesn't make sense. This was one of your two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one of my two wins was Appalachian State over South Carolina. And here we are, guys. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, uh, the one big thing I'll, I will say is South Carolina has to get healthy. They have injuries, I think, at every single position. Yeah. And uh, it's just terrible. No, it's not a good look for this team. Um, you know, no one no one came into this season thinking, oh, South Carolina, they're going to go places. But at the same time, I mean, if you want your program to go anywhere, you've got to you've got to get healthy. Um, and you've I don't know, you've got to do something. You can't lose to Appalachian State. You can't lose to the Sun Belt, and then and then talk about SEC dominance in the same in the same day. You're not allowed to do that. Mm. And South Carolina now has six losses and will most likely miss a bowl game this year. Who do they have for the rest of the year? Do you know? Um, I still think – don't they still play Texas A&M? Yeah, they, I think they still have to. Like, yeah, at Kyle Field, and they have to play Clemson. Yeah, so uh, that, say goodbye to your bowl season. You beat Georgia. I guess that was your bowl. Yeah, because uh, they're not beating Clemson. No, not, it's not going to be close. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and move away from this one as well. There, I mean, there wasn't too much to talk about there. Uh, South Carolina got beat by Appalachian State, and that's that. So we're going to go ahead and move on to a game that kind of turned around right at the end, Zach. Um, Kansas State uh, visiting Texas. And I'll let you start off talking about this one. I was almost on point with a lot of my picks this weekend. <laughs> a lot of Very them were looking really good. Right. Yeah. Right? Oh, so trash, so trash. But, I mean, this was a heck of a game. I know a lot of us were watching the LSU-Alabama game, but I had this on my laptop in my living room watching this game too. And it looked real, real ugly for Texas early. K-State jumped out to two quick touchdowns early in the first quarter. So, you know, Texas was trailing 14 nothing early, and this could have got real, real ugly for Texas. Oh, yeah, it could have been real bad. And, you know, I looked down at my phone during the LSU game at one point, and I see that Zach's like, Kansas State is killing Texas right now. I didn't believe him. They were up 14 nothing at the time. So, I, I mean, I guess I should have. But Texas turned <laughs> that around real quick. Um, scored a touchdown. Scored uh, the next – actually, they scored the next four scores. So, they, they had three touchdowns and a field goal before Kansas State could even answer. I don't know. It – and they didn't look uh, great either, is the thing. Like, Sam Ellinger didn't look incredible. No, I mean, he yeah, did it. I'm still upset. 263 yards. And, yeah, it, I don't know. This was one of those games that could have gone either way, but somehow Kansas State, they moved up to 16 in the rankings, and they blew the big game. I don't know what else to say. Yep. I mean, and that and this officially eliminates Kansas State from the Big 12 championship race. Yeah, they're done. And – Texas still has a shot. They need a lot to happen, but mathematically, they're still in it. They're not going to get it. All all our Longhorn fans out there, take a deep breath. It's not happening. Uh, but you know, I just want to shout out the Texas defense for once for actually winning a game. Insane, right? I never thought it would happen. They held a Kansas State offense leading the Big Twelve in rushing to only fifty-one yards rushing. Pretty good. Okay, that, I like that's that. fire. And they only allowed 253 passing yards, and almost 200 of those came in the first quarter. Listen, Texas. I know that we're kind of we're kind of pumping you up right now, like we're hyping you up. We're still putting horns down on the logo, so don't get too excited. 
but that's that's not out of the future. That's still happening. <laughs> you're still six and three. Um, you're not allowed to be six and three and us not have horns down our logo. So, I mean, the way the Big Twelve is going, man, I think this should just be the Pac-12 East. I Pac-12 really, really do. East. Yeah. Yes, because all they do is beat each other, and no one's really that good. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, man. That, and that we'll talk about Oklahoma later, but man, oh man. Um, I mean, not listen. I would have more to say about this game if I wasn't just locked in on the LSU Alabama game this weekend. So Zach's really <laughs> Zach's gonna take all my words for this one, um, and I'm, I'm you know I'm not gonna yeah. say too much else about it. Yeah, I mean Kansas State reverted back to the way they played against Baylor and Oklahoma State. Their two other losses this year. They had a chance, and with this win, Kansas State could have been in some serious contention for a uh, New Year's Six Bowl. But now it's kind of it's over. I'll be shocked if they're still in the rankings at the end of this week. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll wait and see. But Kansas State missed a big opportunity to make a statement on a big stage. Right, I agree with you. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on from from the Big Twelve. Let's go ahead and move to a real conference. We've got the Big Ten. Uh, and we have Iowa visiting Wisconsin, number 18, Iowa visiting number 13, Wisconsin. And yeah, is Wisconsin back? Are they, are they back? Because they won. No, this they're not back. I don't know, man. I think they Dude, might. They missed a two point conversion to go to over. Like, stop. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to talk about that. So Iowa lost this game 24, 22. With three minutes left in the game, they scored a touchdown on a 75-yard pass, right? It was incredible. It was beautiful. I, I feel sorry for anyone who didn't see that pass. So, it, it was insane. But, so, with three minutes and 12 seconds left, they decide, you know what? We're going to tie this one up. We're not going to play. We're not going to play. I mean, I get the two-point conversion. But why wouldn't you, like, play for another series you have three minutes left why don't you try to onside kick that bad boy get the ball back and and try to kick a field goal maybe win the game especially because they especially because they can't they didn't stop jonathan taylor ever no they couldn't so i don't know jonathan taylor oh my goodness 250 yards rushing this game no touchdowns but that doesn't matter 31 carries for 250 yards it's incredible and that 75-yard that 75 yard touchdown wasn't Nate Stanley. It was one of their wide receivers. Yeah. It was insane. Nick, I, mean, I mean, Nate Stanley still played a decent game, had two, over 200 yards and two touchdowns, and outplayed Jack Cohen for the most part, like oh, I yeah. thought he would. He, he absolutely outplayed Jack Cohen. I mean, in every single aspect just, of the game. I don't he know did what everything he could. Yeah. Iowa's defense just didn't step up. Uh, they, they didn't. And, you know, it really – this game came down to who had the Heisman contender and who didn't, and Iowa was the team that did not have a Heisman contender on it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, if you watch this game, there wasn't really a point in time where I thought that Wisconsin was in trouble. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they were losing in the first quarter. Uh, they didn't score the first points until the second quarter. But, I mean, they were up 24-16 in the fourth quarter. And that was – I mean, that, that, that touchdown with three minutes to go – it didn't feel like they were in trouble ever. It felt like I was going to mess it up somehow. And like they did Wisconsin. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that's just Iowa football for you. Um, they weren't playing in Iowa. The children's hospital is nowhere to be found. And so that's why Wisconsin pulled this one out. 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what's and, a inter- and an interesting plot twist now is Wisconsin has to root for Iowa next week. Yeah, they have they have to have Iowa beat Minnesota, and then Wisconsin has to beat Minnesota the next week. And if that happens, Wisconsin will make it to the Big Ten championship. So really, Wisconsin has a lot to play for. They do, and that's not really out of the realm of possibilities, no matter how good Minnesota looks right now. And so, speaking of that, let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. We had Penn State with one of the biggest upsets of the weekend, losing to Minnesota in Minnesota. Minnesota pulled out this win, 31-26. And, I mean, they just exposed Penn State's offense for what they really are. Sean Clifford threw three interceptions this game. And don't sleep on Tanner Tanner Morgan, though, man. That kid played out of his mind. The ugliest man on the field this weekend. Man, 18 for 20, 340 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty good. I mean, on the biggest stage, he had his biggest performance and balled out. And Minnesota looks like the real deal, in my opinion. Yes, Minnesota, I mean, and who could have called it? Not the playoff committee. They put them at 17. They were undefeated in the Big Ten. So Minnesota makes a statement win here. And if they're not in the top 10 tomorrow night, or tonight actually when this comes out, if they're not in the top 10 tonight, then, I mean, what are you doing? Who, who deserves a top 10 spot more than Minnesota right now? I mean, you can't. Uh, yeah, not Florida. No, not Florida. How can you put a two-loss team in there before an undefeated Big Ten team who just beat the number four team, the number four team in your, in your playoff rankings? It's so – that that made me so mad when they when the rankings yeah and, the and 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 the team that they put above Clemson yeah what <laughs> and then, uh, then Penn State just shows us who they really are and while I mean their defense could not stop Minnesota which is their defense has been the strong point of this team and they just like there was nothing they could do it, Tanner Minnesota's going all over them yes the, the, those wide receivers were balling out. Dude, I'm telling you. I mean, they really, really were. And Minnesota still could get two ranked wins to end the season because they still play, as I alluded to earlier, Iowa and Wisconsin, both of which are going to be ranked teams. And I think Iowa's on the road. Watch out for the Children's Hospital. But if Minnesota pulls that out, give them the natty. Let me – I'm going to mention this. This isn't really about the game. This is more about uh, something I noticed. Minnesota really did us all a big, a big service this weekend by wearing that uh, by wearing that maroon and gold. It kind of reminded me of Florida State, and it reminded me when Florida State could actually beat a top ten team. So thank you, Minnesota, <laughs> for, for sure for showing out for those colors once again. Um, and, and I appreciate. Shout it. out to shout out to the Minnesota fans, man. That that environment was electric on TV. Storming the field is always amazing. I I will. You know what? If we had the money, we would pay y'all's fines. But sadly, we do not make enough. No, not even pay y'all's fines. So go find you a nice donor in spirit. We will we will pay your fine with our with our love and affection. Thank you for storming the field and beating <laughs> a Penn State team. Nobody wanted to see in the playoffs. Nobody did, which is crazy, right? Um, I don't know. Thank you for storming the field. It was so cold there too. Like it was cold. It was cold in Louisiana this weekend. So I know it was cold in Minnesota. That's just. Uh, I feel like. Well, actually, That's how maybe it works. Storming the field might have actually been their best bet because just getting all that body heat in one area. Maybe they were just that wasn't even like a win thing. That was just like, oh, the game's over. Let's all let's all uh, huddle up. Get some warmth in here. 
I hope that's some Minnesota stuff right me. there. Do do something about that. Get a dome like like the Vikings. Play play where the Vikings play. Play at Target Field because it's too cold. Is it's it too Target? Cold. I think so. I don't know. Maybe that's wild. I thought I know it was Bank of America Stadium. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I'm making things up right now. So just just keep listening. Um, So, I mean, congrats, Minnesota. The Golden Gophers. I never thought I would see a team with a a Golden Gopher mascot make it um, undefeated through nine games. So, congrats. And shout out to their video board production team with, like, the Gopher face thing for the field goals. Love that. (laughs) It was a good tidbit. I liked it. It really brightened up my morning. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the 11 a.m kickoff for big 10 games big 10 please get that figured out yeah make the pac-12 play at 11 a.m no dude <laughs> they would hate that um and so with all of that being said we're through five games let's move on to the big one we've got the former number one lsu tigers playing the former number three alabama crimson tide in tuscaloosa nonetheless and what happened, Zach? What, let all the good people know what I, happened. I, I, I just want to say go, Tigers. Um, that, that's what happened, you know. I wish I could repeat Coach O's speech after the game, but we'll get pulled <laughs> off of Apple Podcasts. Um, <laughs> take us down real quick. Yeah, but what a statement by the Bayou Bengals, man. I'm oh, my Lord. This is the best team in college football, and it is not even an argument not even a debate. Not, you know what? I don't even want you to look in my direction if you don't think LSU is the best team in the country. And they deserve the number one spot. Oh, yeah. Dude, and, and this, I, it's so hard for me not to sound biased right now. But I don't think I'm being biased when I say that LSU is the best team and they're the most proven team in the country. I mean, how? I understand that Ohio State's out here hanging 73 points up on Maryland. But that's Whoa. not that's not that's not hanging forty six on Alabama in Tuscaloosa uh, in front of the president. So uh, this game, this game had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. One of the best college football games I've ever seen, and that's saying something. I watch a lot of college football, not to brag. You know, Joe Burrow clinched the Heisman, in my opinion. Oh yeah, barring hell, barring hell, absolutely freezing over. He is going to get the husband. I mean, his attitude, and he never looked afraid or timid or that the moment was too big. He just made all the plays, and then he gives Alabama a little first down knowing he's taking this game away from him. Yeah, and and I read this somewhere. Someone said it didn't look like his heartbeat went over 80 beats per minute the entire game. The entire – and he, it didn't. I mean, he looked cool, calm, collected in that pocket all game. He took the ball when he had to. Took, I mean – you know, he took a few sacks, but for the most part, I mean, if he if there was a pass rush, he was stepping up in the pocket and he was taking off for for twelve yards, for fifteen yards, for however long. And that was, man, that was the X factor right there in the fourth quarter. He t- he they had that little read option and he took off. I mean, they had I was at a party this weekend, had everyone there fooled, thought he handed it off to Edwards Alaire, thought he got gobbled up in the in uh, at the line of scrimmage. Joe Burrow runs it for about fifteen yards, first down. Sets up an LSU touchdown. It, it was just – it was beautiful. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, okay, I want to make you mad real quick. Don't make me mad. Um, uh, so, 
I was talking to this Alabama fan, and he said that this game only proved that Tua was a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. I'll get to that later, Zach. I, I can't be bothered with that right now. I'm having a really good time, but I will get to it later. Mark my words. Uh, I've got All right. Um, I just want to say Alabama's defensive struggles finally caught up to them. I've been trying to tell all the Alabama fans I talk to their defense is not elite. And here we are. They have a lot of progress. Y'all, you guys are young. That's fine. That's all good. Next year will be great. The future is bright. But all that matters right now is that LSU is a better team than Alabama. And who thought we would ever see the day when LSU-Alabama went for almost 100 combined points, where it went for 95 – I'm sorry – when it, when it went for – I can't do math real quick. So, when it went for 87, 87. combined points. Yeah, I did it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I never thought I'd see the day. But we here we I, are. I didn't either. We're both alive, I think. Uh, I'm surprised. Maybe. Alive, but we're here. So, man, that, but, what, a, I mean, what a game, though. This really is cool. an amazing game. I mean, that last two minutes in the second quarter dictated the entire game. I mean, That's LSU, where LSU set themselves apart. It was crazy. And, and, you know, I as soon as LSU, uh, they, they had their first touchdown with 26 seconds left, I was like, that's kind of cool. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I left the room. I, I had, to, had to go take care of some business. And then uh, I was in the bathroom, and I heard someone yell. And I was like, oh, God, what's going on? And that, that's when it happened. Interception, LSU scores another touchdown with, with six seconds left in the game or in the half. To go 33-13 at halftime. And without that last touchdown right there, LSU might have still won. Um, I've got some more thoughts on the ending of this game. But it would have been, uh, you know, I already had a couple heart attacks during this game. I would have had a couple more. So, great game. I mean, just back. Amazing. I don't want to say back and forth the whole time because LSU dominated in the first half or toward the end of the first half anyway. One thing I do want to touch on, the funniest thing I think I've seen all year in college football, that first fumble by Tua. That was hilarious, right? <laughs> How could you not laugh? I don't care if you're an Alabama fan. You had to laugh at that. That was, the, that was like – it looked like Jameis Winston just, just running up and just throwing the ball. <laughs> like, hey, I don't even want this anymore, so here you go. Yeah, that, uh, I think that play – I know it's a long game. That play cost Alabama the game in my opinion. I mean, it definitely changed the momentum. There were points in this game where the I thought the stadium was going to get quiet, and it just didn't because LSU fans were screaming louder than the Alabama fans for a majority of this game. It was hilarious. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> what I thought was also funny was as soon as LSU, anything, anything where LSU had the momentum shifting their direction, those lights that they installed all of a sudden weren't working. So, you know, the lights would go off every single time that Alabama, you know, you know, uh, even even caught a punt. I mean, every single time they can use those lights, they do. I mean, it, it's it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But they they love those lights up there. So um, the minute LSU had any momentum, they would turn those lights off. They wouldn't work at all. <laughs> you know what's awesome? They can pay off whoever installed those lights with all the L's they took this weekend. <laughs> I'm telling I hope you. they take L's. Because they took a lot of L's this weekend, and I love it. They spent all that money on those lights. They were like, going to beef up the environment. Our kids are going to love it. But right now y'all are just like sad in the, like, in the redness. I don't know, not even in the dark. Y'all just sad with like red tint. This was also an all-time sad fans game 
where where yes. they panned to the fans at all. It was just a bunch <laughs> of, I'm about to cry faces is all you saw. Dude, I you know, I we, we we hate CBS. We hate on CBS a lot. Shout out to them for finding the best fans of all time. Oh my god. Man, did you see the LSU girl from last year? In case you guys didn't yes, like last year, the LSU girl that like, got caught on camera looking at the camera up upset when LSU was getting whooped. She posted on Twitter a read a redone one of her smiling and was like, Don't you hate to see it, Bama? <laughs> Love it. So, savage. Savage. <laughs> it was an all time fans game. There was the LSU fan with the championship belt and the LSU blazer. Um, I don't know where he acquired that, but I'm going to have to go look for it now. And I mean, all over, I mean, great. And, and I think, I think really what happened was this was great play by Joe Burrow. Like you said, it, it probably sealed his Heisman hopes. Um, they probably won the high, this game alone probably could have won him the Heisman, but just Tua, Tua, 21 for 40. I understand 418 yards. That's great. You know, and some of that you can chalk up to that 85-yard pass with a minute left in the game. <laughs> but, I mean, 418 yards speaks for itself. That's great. Four touchdowns, one interception. He couldn't move in that pocket, you know, that ankle. They pushed him back too soon. Uh, I'm glad he played. I, ho- I hope that this game didn't uh, cause any further injury to that ankle. But um, uh, if, if he would have completed 10 more passes, we wouldn't be having the same conversation we're having right now. No he, he was inaccurate all night. I mean, it, and when he did hit, he hit he hit hard. And Najee Harris, when he got the ball, he could not be stopped. But Tua was just so inaccurate all night, and that really. And, hey, really I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to let the wide receivers off the hook either, especially Jerry Judy. This yeah. talk of uh, we're the best wide receiver core in the country, dog. You dropped like what three touchdowns. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, God. I mean, there were multiple drops and just bad routes and all kind. Like, the Bama wide receivers got outplayed by the LSU wide receivers. Yeah, they did. They, they absolutely did. And that's one of the things that I haven't touched on a whole lot this year because I didn't want to come off as biased. But, I mean, people don't talk enough about these LSU receivers, these this LSU receiving core. And they are – I mean, they are neck and neck with Alabama. This, uh you know, the stats uh, talk for themselves, and they show them during the game if you're watching it all. Um, so do with that what you will. Great win for LSU. This, you know, unless they somehow lose <laughs> three out of their next four games, then – or two out of their next four games, then they're probably in the playoff this year. I'm going to knock on some wood real quick. But this is looking like it's going to shape up to be a great season for LSU. Dog. If you guys lose to Arkansas or Ole Miss, <laughs> I'm burning you up on the podcast. No, no. I will make you quit. That's fine. I I probably will. I'll I'll quit before you burn me up. <laughs> I'll quit just because I'm sad. Um, so I'll do that, the podcast without you. I'll burn you up on air. Good, we'll do it live good. streaming YouTube. <laughs> awesome! Can't wait. So that's our <laughs> that's our pick six this week. So moving on from our pick six. Uh, if you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you know that we started a new segment called Things We Missed. That's just because pick six isn't you know, a long enough segment for us to touch on every single game. And there's some things we miss all the time. And the first thing we missed was Oklahoma somehow almost losing to Iowa State. 
What's going on? What's going on there, Zach? You hate to see it. You, you hate to see it. And you know what you'd really <laughs> hate to see? You'd really hate to see what would have happened if Iowa State didn't go for uh, for that two-point conversion with with 24 seconds left in the game. Yeah, and threw it into quadruple coverage. That yeah, was so stupid. So Dude. I got a couple questions. Let, let me ask my questions real quick. Go ahead, dog. Iowa, Iowa State, you made a 20-point comeback in this fourth quarter, right? 20 unanswered points. So, while you're making this comeback, you probably should have thought at some point, wow, I'm probably going to play for overtime or I'm not going to play for overtime because the way the points work out, if we score three touchdowns, we're tied. <clears throat> so, let's decide right now if we're playing for overtime or not. And then while, when you're down by 14 points, that's when you go for two. You don't go for two with less than a minute left in the game to win the game. You go for two then because the odds work in your favor. Then you can go for two twice, and you're more likely to get at least one of them. So, And you had all the momentum in the world. Why not just kick that last field goal, take it to overtime, win this game, knock Oklahoma out of the playoff conversation altogether? I mean, that's all you can hope for at this point, right? But no, you decided to you decided to go for two and then throw the worst pass I've ever seen it, for that two point conversion. So, with a wide open receiver, yeah, it, he missed the wide open tight end in the middle of the field. It, listen, mm. I'm upset. I'm upset. This game, this game should have been Iowa State. I I'm a firm believer that if they would have taken this game to overtime, they would have won this game. They had all the momentum in their favor. Like I said, 20 unanswered points. They were down 21 to 42 in the third quarter. And then they score three unanswered, and they go for two to win the game. Why not take it to overtime? Because it's Iowa State. Who's their head coach? It should be us. Matt Campbell. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, apparently he's he's in the running for a lot of the openings, like the Arkansas and Florida State opening too. Well, that's probably where he deserves to be because those are both terrible, terrible programs at the moment. I understand Florida State. I, listen, before Florida State fans come for me, not a terrible program overall. Right now, you're a terrible program. Arkansas, Take your place, Florida State. Arkansas, you've never been a good program. That's that's all the disrespect <laughs> in the world. Go ahead and take it because I'm giving it up. <laughs> we handed it out fresh disrespect here. We are. Oh, man. But Jalen Hurts lost to Hosman again. Oh, my God. He's just he been like off his – no, he really didn't. I mean, it was not terrible, but, you know, when you get outplayed by Brock Purdy, it, it was a bad game. <laughs> Bro, Brock Purdy had five touchdowns this game. I don't, yeah. know who, I don't know who could have outplayed him. That was pretty good. Yeah, but he had more yards than Jalen Hurts, more completions. I mean, uh, so bad. It was. I mean, so bad. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. This defense, and if Jalen hurts, I understand that you've been carrying this team all season long because you just don't have a defense, and that's why that's why Iowa State scored forty one on you. But I'm a firm believer that Oklahoma is going to drop a game, another game before the end of the season, and I don't know who it's going to be. It's probably going to be in the Big Twelve Championship. Uh, you know what? I take it back. They might lose to Baylor this weekend. I'm about to say they didn't play Baylor this week, bro. That's a- they might lose to Baylor. They they might lose to Oklahoma State, and they're probably not going to lose to TCU. Let's be real, but they still have three games they can lose. Well, that's yeah, they'd still make it to the championship with two losses. 
So yeah, they still they still have three games they could potentially lose this this season. I think they lose at least one of those. And don't sleep on TCU because they're about to get into that game. Yeah, yeah, we are. So let's go ahead and move into that one. I don't have any more thoughts on this one. CD Lamb's a monster. That's my last thought on this one. <laughs> I'll I'll second that. Yeah. So with our next thing we missed, we have uh, we have Baylor with Baylor TCU with possibly the worst beat in the history of beats. This game looked like it was going to be an upset for TCU uh, because with less than a minute left in the game, they led nine to six. The under, which was 49 points, was nice and safe. Nowhere near being touched. And guess what happened, Zach? You know what happened? John Mayers showed up. I'm not joking. That's his real name, John Mayers. That's Baylor's kicker. He kicks a 51-yard field goal straight through the uprights with 36 seconds left in this game. And then three overtimes later, fast forward, Baylor wins 29-23. That's 52 points for you. Uh, For those of you who can't count, I know I couldn't count earlier, so I went ahead and added that up before the show. And it's just a real tough loss for TCU and and, and the underbetters alike, I guess. But this this game, man, I was watching it, and then 2.30 rolled around, and I was like, oh, I'm going to switch over to CBS, got to watch this LSU game. And so I didn't watch overtime, but I sure did keep up with it, and it, it was scary. It was a scary thing to see. That was my upset of the yeah. week, though. So bad beat for – I mean, that's not great on me. I thought I had it in the bag. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I the, I don't even know what to say about Baylor. They just keep winning BS games just real, real close. They're just like, we are going to play well, but guess what? We're still going to win somehow. <laughs> and I, uh, like, it's like none of their wins have been impressive, but they're still not an O in the Big 12. So, like, you got to give them some credit, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I'm torn on Baylor. But we're going to find out how real they are this weekend when they go play Oklahoma. Yeah, it's it's going to be something. Um, I don't know. It, Baylor is confusing to me, and, and like you just, <laughs> it's for the reasons you just said. I want to like them. I want to. I want to take all this nostalgia that I have built up in my brain and just corral it and and just feel good forever. And Baylor's helping me do that, but they're going to break my heart at some point. I know they are. They're nine and zero right now. Inexplicably, uh, I can't speak right now. Inexplicably, um, <laughs> so this is this has been words with Brandon. Um, yeah, oh, but, it's, it's that it's that it's that Cajun brain. Yeah, it's that Cajun brain. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so Baylor is, in my opinion, I know they're undefeated, and I know how much I just talked about Minnesota needing to be in the top ten. Baylor's probably good where they're at at twelve. That makes sense to me because. Maybe eleven. They can't move into the top ten right now. They, you can't. You can't go into triple overtime with TCU and then and then be in my top ten. Just not allowed. And especially after almost losing to West Virginia at home. Yeah, I mean seventeen fourteen last week. Terrible. And with one of the worst mm. beats of all time, get out of my country. You're not allowed. To, you're not allowed on the show anymore, Baylor. <laughs> Until I mean, and how is? And how is Charlie Brewer the leading rusher? In case you guys don't know, that's their quarterback. Forty-one had 15 yards. carries for 41 yards. Pretty good. I don't know. 15 carries, dog. <laughs> for 41 yards. Yeah, I don't know. Is that take, that has to be taking away sacks, too, though. So I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. It could have been a lot more than that, dude. I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, so, something about something about Pac-12 football. Just I mean, not Pac-12. Not, well, maybe I should call them Pac-12. Uh, Big 12 football just really warms my heart. And I don't know. <laughs> this this game was something. Um, let's see. Max Dugan made made he showed up to this game. That was TCU's quarterback yeah. this weekend. Yeah, that's the starting quarterback that ended up not being questionable. He did throw three interceptions, so maybe he should have sat. I don't know. Yeah. How do you almost how do you almost win a game with three interceptions? They should have won this game, and he had three interceptions and one touchdown. 140 yards. That's not good. God. No. Not anyway. at all. Yeah. So that's I don't know. That that's all we have for things we missed this weekend. It, it was just a couple games that we want to touch on there. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. We don't have our rankings anymore. We don't have risers and movers. Instead, we've got our new and improved playoff pictures. So this is where Zach and I break down who could be in the playoff if things turn out right, who's in our playoffs right now, et cetera, really just whatever we want to talk about. We just name the segment and we run with it. So, um, Zach, I'm going to let you start with this one because I'm still trying to figure out this segment. <laughs> I mean – I'll, I'll like so to start off, man. We kind of talked about. We'll start with the LSU Bama game. Okay. LSU should should be number one. Uh, don't even argue with me. Uh, I'll I'll fight everybody on this. And Bama shouldn't be, but they will be in the top four come tonight. They'll be number four, and it's gonna it's gonna make me throw up. It's what's gonna happen because, and I know exactly why. And I'll go ahead and explain it to you so I can feel smart when it happens. So what's going to happen is LSU's going to come out as number one. It's going to be awesome. Um, Ohio State's going to be number two. Clemson's going to be three probably. And then Alabama's going to wind up at four. And that's because the playoff committee cannot put Oregon in there right now because the chairman of the playoff committee is Oregon's athletic director. And that's why they're going to be – How did that even happen, bro? Like, you definitely should have to be retired from whatever university you work for to be on the playoff committee. You would think, but... You can't be the active athletic director and be on the committee. Well, well there's a lot of uh, people, like athletic directors on the committee from different schools, but the difference is he's the chairman. So, like, for instance, if LSU had somebody in the playoff committee who was voting, uh, then they aren't allowed to be in the room when the committee's discussing LSU. They have to leave the room. The difference here is that he's the chairman, and so he's in there when Oregon's being talked about. So he can interject and everything. So it's, that, that's, why, that's why people are upset right now that Oregon's even in the top six. Um, and even though I think Oregon deserves to be in the top four this week, they won't be, and Alabama will be, and it's going to make me throw up. Because Wait, that, so you have, so you, what's that? So you have Oregon over uh, Georgia? Yes, I do. I have Oregon uh, jumping Georgia because Oregon's only loss was a quality loss to Auburn. And then Georgia lost to South Carolina. We really That's saw true. a couple of weaknesses there from that Georgia team. But, but I mean, Oregon is looking like the best team in the Pac-12, and it's not even close. Uh, you know, I want to give that to USC, my boy Keaton Slovis, but I can't. Uh, Oregon, uh, like I said, their only loss has been to Auburn, a really good Auburn team, a really great Auburn defense. And it was a comeback win for Auburn. Oregon led that whole game. And so it was a really good win. I mean, it's a really good loss in my book, and it's a great time to do it in week one. So, uh, Also true. 
Yeah. So, I mean, my top four right now, I've got LSU at one, Ohio State at two, Clemson three, and then Oregon coming in at four. And I actually have Georgia at five and Alabama at six. But it's a conversation for another day. Well, I guess Georgia has played some ranked teams while Alabama still has yet to play a ranked team other than LSU. Georgia's at least proved themselves. They beat Florida. I mean, Florida's a good team. And Alabama Uh, – Don't tell that – the first ranked team Alabama played was LSU, and look what happened. They should have lost by two touchdowns. Also true. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll see how good Alabama is in a few weeks, man. They still got another ranked team on the road, so we'll see. And that, oh, man, I cannot wait for that because I don't know. That, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a great game, too. And because yep. it's going to be it's going to be Auburn's incredible defense against Alabama's incredible offense. And it's just going to be, I, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a great game. That might that game is probably better than the LSU Alabama game, and that's hard. And, and then you got Auburn's average offense versus Alabama's average defense. So something's exactly. got to give here. Exactly. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what so, happens. Uh, real quick, hot take for our playoff picture. I think Oklahoma is vastly overrated and is easily the worst one loss team. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. We have. Uh, I would put Florida and Auburn over Oklahoma right now. Yeah. Uh, I think Florida is a better team than Oklahoma right now because let's look at uh, at Oklahoma's resume. I mean, they beat Texas, who who turned out to be a three-loss team at this point in the season. So uh, that was a pretty good win, I guess. But But who else do they have on the resume? They lost to Kansas State. Uh, they almost yeah. lost to Iowa State, and mark my words. And I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this audio out real quick and paste it into another episode in the future when I'm right. Oklahoma is going to lose one to two more games this season, and they're not I mean, they're not gonna make the playoff. It's just not gonna happen, and that's a shame. That's a shame with the way Jalen Hurts has been playing, the way C.D. Lamb's been playing this year, because they just don't have a defense. Oh, man, I I completely agree with you on that one. And Lincoln I just, Riley, uh, I, you're you're not on the hot seat, but if you didn't have Jalen Hurts and Ceedee Lamb on your team, maybe because I you have to hire a defensive coordinator or something. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, really and truly, if Florida jumps Oklahoma this week, I will not be surprised. No, I mean, I really, I really will not be surprised, and especially with the way Oklahoma played. And I think the committee is going to take that into consideration because if the committee likes to do anything. They like to kind of push the boundaries on, on what can be deemed ex- uh, acceptable by the college football community because they want to stir up conversations. It just, it builds rankings and that's, that's what, I mean, that, I'm sorry. It builds ratings for ESPN. It builds, it builds ratings for everybody. Everyone can talk about it. That's why we're doing this. I mean, thanks playoff committee for giving us a job. So we're able to talk about someone being, being the way they are. So thank you a lot. Oh, man, I just – I don't know. This this is going to be interesting in my opinion. But one last thing, though, is um, the two lost SEC teams that still have a shot in Florida and Auburn, they're going to need some stuff to happen the way this is shaping out. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're going to need Oklahoma to lose again. They're going to need Oregon or Utah to lose. And Auburn's going to have to beat Georgia and Alabama. And they're going to need Penn State to lose too. 
Okay. And that still might not be enough. Like, I mean, you, there's going to have to be some chaos to happen for these two lost teams to have a shot. Yeah, uh, you're right. And, and the way this season's shaping out, there could be chaos. Um, I, I think the only two teams that are kind of ingrained in the playoff right now are going to be Clemson and Ohio State. I think those are the two teams that have their seat locked in for the playoff at this point in the season. Uh, the other two seats are up for grabs. Um, LSU could definitely do something. And if I know them, I know they, they, they have a good chance to lose to like Texas A&M or somebody. So they, they it's have, coming. You know it. <laughs> thank, thank God they, they have Arkansas and Ole Miss. They have Ole Miss and Arkansas in the next two weeks. And then they have Texas A&M because – that game, I, I'm dreading that game, and and if they do win that game, then I'm dreading the SEC championship because LSU is going to build all my hopes up, and then we're just going to have an episode where I'm crying the whole time because they're going to break my heart. So. Oh, uh, and, oh, and let and let LSU drop out of the out of the playoff, and Alabama make it. Let that happen. See what happens to you. No, well, oh okay, my so gosh, I just have a hypothetical for you. What happens if this happens? All right. Georgia loses to Auburn, right? Right. Bama loses to Auburn. But then okay. Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship. Right. What? Oh, that's going to be so tough because then you would have, and let's just say Ohio State, Clemson wins out. And let's say Oregon wins out. And there's one spot. So you have a two-loss SEC champion, a, an LSU team who just lost to conference championship a two-loss Auburn team who has three top 10 wins now and then you got Georgia and then you got Bama with two losses to two top 10 teams now I've said it before I've said that I don't think that anyone who doesn't win their conference championship should make it to the playoff or make it to the national championship and I'm going to stand by that I think that if LSU gets beat in the in the SEC championship they don't deserve a chance I don't mm. think that they should. Uh, and I think that – I don't know who I would put in, though, because the LSU would only have one loss at that point. Yeah, LSU would have one loss. Georgia would most likely be around 10th if that, in that scenario. Right, because they just lost, Odds, they lost to Auburn also in that scenario. Yeah, and so and let's say Florida wins out too. And then you got a two-loss Florida team who's probably also in the top eight. I know what would happen, I think – I think the playoff committee would somehow twist this to where Alabama snuck in and then LSU was at fifth if they lost. Which I would I would quit watching college football if Alabama got in on that scenario. I'm telling you, man, it, it's I, I hate the playoff committee and I, I will hate them so much more if that happens. But I'm gonna stand so by my Alabama word. would get in over both teams that beat them. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they should. I'm not saying this is what I think should happen. Because of that, because in that scenario, in that scenario, LSU would have to get in if they only have one loss. Yeah, probably. I mean, more than likely, yes. Ah, tough man. See, this is the chaos that can ensue, guys. This is why we love college football. If LSU doesn't win the national championship, I just want chaos. That's that's my second best thing. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, who? We I guess we've already talked about who could potentially make the playoff at this point. So that's, I guess yeah. that's a oh dark horse, dark horse, dark horse Wisconsin. Hey man, I'm for it. Listen, if they make the playoff, I'll cry. 
because I, that's I, okay. I, Listen, that they just beat a a ranked Iowa team, right? Right. And last week they were thirteen, so they could be right hanging right around right there again. They still played Minnesota. Quality win. And then if they went out and beat Ohio State, I mean, are we going to say if chaos doesn't assume in front of them, they don't have a chance? I think it's going to be the same situation that we just talked about in SEC, where it's going to be a two-loss team going up against that one-loss Ohio State team uh, who lost in the conference championship. And I think they have to put Ohio State in still. That'd be so trash. I know. I know. And I – I don't know because the way Ohio State's been playing all year, and, and like I said, they haven't they don't have an impressive resume by any by any shot of the imagination. I mean, they beat Wisconsin pretty good. They haven't beat a top ten team. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. So if they do beat Penn State, then they'll have a top ten victory more than likely. I don't think Penn State drops out of the top ten this week. Um, and if, if Wisconsin moves up to the top 10, like they might, and they end up in the, in the championship and if, you know, or if they play Minnesota, who's in the top 10 more than likely, uh, after tonight, then they'll have a couple quality wins, but I don't know. It's going to be, it, that'll be interesting if that happens as well. Um, but it's chaos and that's what we're here for. So let's, let's all root <laughs> for it and, and we'll see what happens. So let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. Moving away from playoff picture, we have dumpster fire. And oh boy. I'm going to go ahead and start off with my dumpster fire. <clears throat> and as much as I hate to do it to you, UCF, you're my dumpster fire. <laughs> I, I think I cursed them too. That's the thing. I think it was me because that first week I put them in my top ten rankings, they lost their first game this season. And I was like, oh, yeah, they lost one game. It's whatever. Then they lost another game. And I was like, ah, they lost two games. I don't think they're allowed to do that. And then on Friday night, they lost to Tulsa. <laughs> Does anyone know if Tulsa's a team? Because Tulsa, before this game, was 2-7. and seven. UCF was 7-2, and two, and Tulsa was 2-7. and seven. Tulsa is dead last in the AAC. With a with they were zero and five in conference play leading up to this week, and then they beat UCF. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, UCF <laughs> got out to a pretty big lead, not pretty big lead. They were winning fourteen seven. I guess I guess Tulsa scored first. Um, UCF, you lost to a, a team that's not bowl eligible anymore. We're we're not even we're we're three quarters of the way through the season. They're not bowl eligible, and you lost to them. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with you. And, and it was so hard for me not to make you my dead to me this week, UCF. And you're so lucky that I have another one. But you, you are very close to being dead to me. And if you, if you, if you end up with four losses this season, you will be dead to me. So take that as encouragement, or take that as a threat. Take it however you want. But UCF, you are you are walking a very thin line right now. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I like uh, that I, I talk I think, to my I talk to my, um, my dumpster fires as if they're my children that I'm very upset with. You, you, I think it, I think they need to be talked like that too. You know, sometimes tough love is the best love. Like I like I caught I caught them with like a red apple ale in their bedroom, and I had to go have a stern talking to with them. Like I'm I'm not, not even worse disappointed. 
it even worse. You caught him with a white claw. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> you, might, you might just have to get rid of them at that point. It's a lost cause. If it was a four loco, I don't know if I'd be mad or impressed, but not a white claw. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no laws when you're drinking the claws. Yeah, you get it. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of Alabama sorority girls that got messed up off of white claws to drink the paint away, man. Um, yeah. Oh God, I'm crying. Um, okay, so my dumpster fire might be the worst dumpster fire in all of history. It is Arkansas. Oh no. Not good, Arkansas. They, they fired their coach, Chad Morris, uh, Sunday <laughs> after, you know, uh, get this, their SEC team, right? They lost to Western Kentucky 45-19. to 19. I don't know if I called that on this show, but I for sure talked to you about this before the game. And I, I didn't think it was going to be a blowout, but I did think that Western Kentucky was going to win. Yeah, Arkansas, we both. What's going we, on? Yeah, we both yeah, we, did. Yeah, we both picked Western Kentucky, but dude, was that your upset? So it was four. No, no, I think I just, I think we did it in a lightning round. That but, was it. Okay. Yeah. So it was forty-five to nineteen. Twelve of the points Arkansas scored were in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Not great. And, Not and you want to hear even worse, guys? Here's where the kicker is: an Arkansas quarterback who transferred from this from Arkansas's program last year because he was told he wasn't good enough to start. Beat Arkansas forty-five to nineteen. I'm proud of you. What's his name? I'm proud of him. Ty Story. Proud of you, Story, Mister Story. <laughs> Mister Story. He's like nineteen, dog. I'm proud of you. I, I want his autograph now. <laughs> and you know, my thing is, I, this is more of a question to you, Brandon. Is can this get any worse? And if, and I think it can, because can you name a person who really wants to coach for Arkansas? Um, uh, Bilama. He probably wants to go back. No, he does not. <laughs> Come on, man. He is. Does he coach for the Patriots right now? He yeah, definitely he, does like not some, want to go he's back. Like some kind of assistant. I don't know how he pulled that, but he does. Oh man, I you know I saw that Gus Malzahn was going to leave Auburn for this job, and I dare Gus Malzahn to leave Auburn for this job. Isn't he from Arkansas though? They talked yeah, about he, this a few he pl- years ago. Yeah. He played at Arkansas in college. Yeah, they talked about this a few years ago, and I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. And once again, I guess this is also the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, if you go, if you leave Auburn for Arkansas, go ahead. You're dead to me. You'll be dead to me, Gus. So remember that. You know what's even better? Jason Brown put his name. <laughs> he Jason said he was Brown. Go, I know. I know. He said. I, he was going to talk to the AD, bro. I'm sorry. Look, okay. So I know we just <laughs> talked about how it, can, how it can get much worse. If you hire Jason Brown, it will get so much worse. Just don't do that. It's a bad idea. Oh, God. Yes, he can get It'd recruits, be- but we all saw what happened to Indy Community College. We don't want that to happen. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of that, Indy Community College won the Jayhawk Conference for those who watched the show. Good. Uh, <laughs> they, they won it this year. Thank God. And there's a chance, and, and supposedly the rumor is, them in East Mississippi, Eastern Mississippi or whatever it's called. Is it East yeah. Mississippi or Eastern Mississippi? Uh, I think it's East Mississippi. Okay. East Mississippi, they're going to play in a bowl game this year. The oh, last chance you bowl. Wait. I can't wait. I might go to that. I will buy tickets wherever that is. You know what? I'll go. I'll go in. I'm on. Hey, that'll be our first oh. – uh, That'll be our first live, live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be live from the last chance you bowl. 
Oh my god! And this is but off yeah. track. This so, is off topic. But when it was at East yes. Mississippi, it was so much better, right? Yes. Oh my so god! Why they? Leave? And now they went. And now they went to California. Oh. When does that one come out? So, uh, this summer, I think, or next yeah. summer, or whatever. It's like the worst day ever. Now. I love how I love how when they left East Mississippi, they won two more national championships, and yeah. now they left Independence and they won the conference championship. Maybe this is like what they need. Maybe they need a television crew around them at all times, and then right, and they can get some things done afterward. Oh man! But yeah, so Arkansas, get your stuff together. Hire yeah. Willie Taggart if you want to get any worse. I don't know. I don't know what y'all's plan is. Y'all haven't been good in ever. Ever. So get your stuff together or you're going to be a permanent dumpster fire for me. Awesome. Uh, well, that's good. That's good to hear Zach. And so we're going to go and move on from that segment to our final segment today. And this is dead to me. Dead to me is like it sounds. We name a program or a player or whatever that is dead to us. And I don't know who do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Zach? I'll let you choose. Go, go ahead. Ah, it's my turn. Okay. So, dead to me this week. You know who's dead to me? Alabama fans are dead to me. Alabama fans minus the ones who listen to this podcast, the ones who listen. Bro, you kill me. You're great, Alabama fans. But but not the ones that don't listen to this podcast. Because because all I've heard ever since LSU won that game is, oh, Tua was hurt. He wasn't 100%. The refs are blind. They don't call anything. Uh, this game, I can't believe that LSU won. LSU, I guess you're okay. I can't believe what Coach O said in the locker room after the game. Get over it. Alabama fans, your team <laughs> lost a game. They lost, a ga- they lost one game, Zach, and this is what happened. And you know what? I was almost to the point where, where when you were t- – I think you've talked about Alabama fans on the show before, and I was almost to the point where, like, you know what? I haven't heard an Alabama fan be that bad. Like they haven't been that bad recently. I don't know what's going on. I think I figured it out. It's because they've been winning SEC games. Because the second they lose any game in the SEC, they start. They start like, first of all, like half of them just run away and hide and like don't talk to anybody for the next month. And then the other half is like, just very vocal about why they lost and about how they got screwed over. So, okay, so you stole my dead to me. So we're about to do a joint dead to me because mine is also <laughs> Bama fans. <laughs> Look, before the shows, Zach and I were talking, we're like, because we don't like to tell each other what we choose. We're like afraid that we're going to have the same thing. And so for dead to me, I said, there's no chance we have the same one, right? And he's like, no, we don't have the same one. <laughs> we have the same one. <laughs> this, this is um, dog, if I hear one more Alabama fan talk about well, we've beaten LSU for eight straight years. I swear I'm slapping the next one. <laughs> that says that. Oh, didn't God. win this year, did you? Did, did, did the team that you pull for, did they win? No, they didn't. And guess what? You know what else I'm sick of, Zach? And I'm sure that you were going to talk about this at some point. How they have to defer all of this to Auburn the second that they lose. Like, right. Oh, why did oh. it be Auburn? Because I couldn't imagine doing this all the time. Or I'd hate to be Auburn because they can't beat us. So they have to ride the bandwagon when someone else does. All e- even stuff. though what? I, hang on. Outside of Clemson, I think Auburn's the only team that's beaten Bama since like 2015. I'm, yeah. They have. Like, 
like chill out to calm down. Like Auburn's finished in the top 15 of the polls every single year since like 2000, since like 2012. Take a deep breath. So I don't, I really, and I fooled myself and it's probably my dumb brain. I don't know. I don't know what else it could be. That was like, you know what? Alabama fans just aren't that bad. They weren't, they aren't as bad as they used to be. I really, I tricked myself into thinking that. And keyword tricked because most of them are, most of them are just, just whiny, annoying. Because you know what I heard today? I was sitting in class wearing my LSU shirt proudly. And, and I heard, I heard someone talking, I heard a couple of people talking about this game and they're like, you know, a couple, a couple of people were like, man, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, very good. Joe Burrow, Heisman, no doubt. That was a great win for LSU. And then like, the other 27 people that weren't this one guy saying that were like, Oh yeah, well, I mean, the referees helped a lot and our, you know, we just don't have a defense and Tua was hurt. Well, I mean, just how about, how about, how about let's calm down with the excuses for a second because your team just got smacked at home by a team that you haven't, that you haven't lost to in eight years. So that, that's you know tough. What? a tough look. And you, had a, the lights. Well, and you had the lights. Oh my God. And your student section stayed. Yeah, this is the first time ever. You know, I'm going to quote the amazing, the great, the legend, Shannon Sharp. Bama. All it comes down to is that you went to Chef Shea Shea's restaurant and got some big, heaping fresh L's from LSU. Heaping fresh L's. And then Coach O with the quote of the century after the game. Roll Tide. F you. So that's that's I'm gonna end it there. It was there you uh, go. I don't know what else to say. There you go. You know what? Hang on. One more time. I'm on all my cocky stuff. Bama, you get served a fresh L November 30th in Jordan Hare Stadium as well. See what happens. A <laughs> nice no, fresh L. Hey, there's no LED lights there, so advantage Auburn, I guess. <laughs> I and know. our students and our student section doesn't leave in the second quarter. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um <laughs> I don't know, bro. You know, I told, you know, I was talking, I was actually talking to my dad after the game. And I, I was just like, bro, I deleted social media off my phone because really and truly I might become a Bama fan because I like it so much more when they win than when they lose. Cause they are so whiny. Yeah. That I I'm almost, I didn't want to have to do this segment today. I didn't want to have to do it, but how could I not? You know, it, it's just, it's I'm, so absurd. They were, they were like, Everyone freaks out over Bamba losses because your team never wins and our team never loses. And I'm like, shut, shut up. <laughs> like, like half of y'all weren't even you know, half of you guys don't even know who Mike Shula is. Like, you weren't there for the real Bama years when you guys were trash, losing to like everybody. Like, please stop. <laughs> please, please. I'll, I'll it, it makes me so upset because, like. Uh, you know, we're both from Southern Alabama. There were a lot more Bama fans, you know, now than there than there were when we were in like sixth, seventh grade. Dude, growing up, it, it was hilarious because it was either like, yeah, they're like, they're, they're like the few Alabama fans, and then there were a lot of Auburn fans, and then there were, uh, I mean, really, there were just people that were like, oh yeah, football. I mean, I watch it, and I like this team, like smaller teams or whatever. I was an LSU fan, so I kind of like stood out. Zach was an Auburn fan, um, and 
Then from the like, jump, <laughs> the second that Mike Shuley got fired and Nick Saban got hired at Alabama, I'm talking about 90% of people <laughs> where we're from were Alabama fans suddenly. Like it's wild, not, not, not the first year when they lost to Louisiana, uh, or Louisiana Monroe. Uh, we're talking about the second year when they won a national championship. So, or third year, whatever it was. We're yeah. Sort of you know what? I, I'm just, all the fans. uh, it's okay, bro. I cannot wait till Saban leaves. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let them lose that first game to Mississippi State. Oh, I'm Ooh. roasting every single one of y'all. I will I don't care. I hope all of our listeners tell their friends, their family, I will roast all of you guys. The payback is you guys are like the Warriors right now in the NBA. You know, all these teams are murdering the Warriors as payback. Let Nick Saban retire. I dare you. <laughs> I can't wait. It. I'm so excited. I'm like pumped now, bro. I can get work out. I cannot wait for Saban <laughs> to retire. <laughs> this is just a reminder. This, this, we're not aiming this at anyone who listens to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, you're exempt. We're talking about the ones that aren't you. So keep that. Oh, in mind. I got some names. I'll name drop on the podcast. <laughs> let's, oh. let's, not, let's not do that. Let's oh. go in the episode before yeah. Zach. No, you know that. what? I, no, bro. You forgot one segment. It's an important segment this week. We got one last segment, guys. It is Bad Beats. Oh, I didn't didn't want to do this one. I had to. Brandon tried to escape, but we have to own up to our mistakes. You know, uh, it was a terrible week for us. I'll go ahead and start. In case you guys don't know, this is the first time listening. Bad Beats are just where me and Brandon recap where we were completely wrong, where we just totally whiffed on a pick. And my first one was a terrible whiff. The team I picked scored two total points. Yep, that was, okay, was that's why I, I, I <laughs> Yep, yeah, I picked UAB over Southern Miss, and I think Brandon did as well. I got Southern one. Miss smacked them thirty-seven to two. Smacked it, man. I'm glad it was disgusting, bro. I saw it on like the little ticker at the bottom of ESPN. I almost <laughs> threw up. I almost threw up. I was so sad because I was only. I'll be honest with you, I didn't know my record for pick six until today. And I went back and looked at it. You sent me the graphic, and then I was like, that can't be right. And so I went back and looked at it. I was like, yeah, that's right, I guess. <laughs> because yep. I was so zoned in. So that, it's disgusting. Um, my bad beat is one that I'm afraid to even talk about because it was my mortal lock. Um, it could not lose. <laughs> <laughs> I was just all the way wrong. Um, I had San Diego State beating Nevada. And I don't. I know none of you watched that because no one watched that game. Let's not let's not play around right now. No one watched that game. No. Um. I I want to say San Diego State was like a seventeen and a half point favorite, and I was like, yeah, take the spread because they're going to win by four touchdowns. My exact words, right? My exact words were they're going to win by four touchdowns. Um. Then I said, I said, hey, I'm not even going to make fun of you that bad if you take the money line because they have to at least win they have to at least win the game they can't lose to nevada nevada is not a good team right i said that nevada won 17 to 13 i don't know what to say anymore <laughs> it, you know oh that's so bad bro that's a that's a terrible take it was it was awful and that's why it's that's why it's my bad beat right now and, <laughs> you know i have i have one more for you guys my entire pick six was a bad beat this week yeah, I hope. I and so hope. was and, Br- 
and half of Brandon's was as well. <laughs> as well. Yeah, if you if you tailed my picks though, you didn't lose money. If you tailed Zach's, you're kind of out right now. You're having a bad. Yeah, week. it's all good. But if you followed our picks throughout the year, you should be up by a lot. Hey, I to had to be pick fair. five zero. I hung half a hundred on them through week nine, so I'm doing okay. I'm not mad at it. Only nineteen losses. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah you know both of us are over 45 wins you know i mean that's pretty solid for you know most of the season but we got some big games coming up guys so got lots of content but that is a wrap for the episode today yes thank you so much for listening uh you know we're available on all podcast platforms i say this every single episode I'm going to shake it up somehow. I don't really know how at some point, but uh, we're available on all, po- on all podcast platforms. Do something fun. Switch it up every once in a while. Uh, try a new position. I mean, try a new platform. Listen to like, instead of listening on Spotify, <laughs> listen on Apple, um, Apple Podcast, or listen on Pocket Cast or Radio Freedom or anywhere you can get podcasts, Google Podcast. Listen to it, etc. Anywhere you want, anytime you want. Leave us a review wherever you can leave a review. Five-star reviews, we read those out loud if you leave a comment on the show. We've had yeah, one you know so what? far. Yeah, and, and you shout know what? out to you, but everyone else yeah. is disappointed. Shout out to Nick, even though I still hate you, because you, know, you keep telling me to pick Iowa, and if I pick Iowa one more time and they don't win, I'm fighting somebody. I am all, like – on God, when I see you, it's 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 we're throwing hands immediately. If I it's pick Iowa site. again, it's on site, Nick. Just it like- is on site. I know where your office is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it, it's on. But um, in case you do want to follow us on social media, which you should, hey, if wait, you're wait, wait, wait. Even if you don't want to follow us on social media, listen. That's true. That is also very very true. So on IG, um, it is at the underscore blue bloods. Follow us on there. Well, we're up over 50 posts on that. That's wild to me. Hey, we're good. Yeah. And on um, on Facebook, it is at the Blue Bloods Pod. That's 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 what we are. I mean, I feel like that's pretty uh, self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. Yeah. And then, of course, on the one and only Twitter, dark Twitter only, night Twitter only. It is at the underscore underscore Blue Bloods. Um, follow us on there. We also post on there. So uh, shout out to you guys for being the best listeners. Uh, we appreciate everyone who listens, everyone who promotes us, everyone who interacts with us. You guys are the best, and we appreciate y'all. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, keep listening. Uh, keep giving us feedback. Read our blog. We share that on our social media, so I'm not even going to read out that website. It's just too long. We, we are poor. We cannot afford a real domain. But we, we will tweet but, uh, it out. We yeah. will put it on Facebook. We'll do anything we have to do. Go read our yeah, blog. Yeah, so posts. read articles. We've got, we've got those coming out. Don't even worry about that. We, we do. Got you uh, we, had, we had a bunch last week. We had five yeah. last week. Hey. I mean, just off the dome. Off the dome. So, hey, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, so keep yeah, listening. So definitely, keep reading. Yeah. Thank you for listening one more time. We're out. We're out.